everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robbie. I... I have conflicted feelings this week because, unfortunately, the new episode was so good, it made this one look worse by comparison. And before I watched the new episode, I thought, you know what? This episode's okay. It's not great, but compared to everything else in season 21, it's all right. And now I feel worse about it. I mean, that's the place we're at, Matt. That's just where we're at. Where, again, again, I come back to the test. Is this episode better than last week's? It can't not be, literally. (laughs) It can't not be after last week's. It can't not be better. Like, is it good? No. Is it better than last week? Yes. So, hey, we're getting somewhere. Um, hi, we are Radio Bryce Sports on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpson Show. For only $2 a month, gain access to all of our bonus podcasts for $5 a month. That's the price of a one fancy Starbucks drink. Uh, you gain access to that and much, much more. We have someone to thank, Matthew. Oh, fantastic. Thanks. That is fantastic. Chanel Murray. Thank you, Chanel. Thank you, Chanel. This week's episode, Postcards from the Wedge, episode MABFO4, originally aired March 14th, 2010, written by Brian Kelly, directed by Mark Kirkland, received a 2.6 rating with 5.23 million viewers. The Couch Guy is a repeat. It's a repeat from Gone Maggie Gone, which is the couch's pinata, and Ralph hits it, and the family falls out. I, I, it's fine. I, it was fine in Gone Maggie Gone, and it's fine here. But it's just a repeat. This episode guest stars technically Marsha Wallace as Edna Krabappel. Uh, and barely. She, I mean, she's barely in it, but I would say, I, I, I'll say Matt here. Right off the bat, before we even get into the episode, I laughed a few times. I'll say that. Okay? Mm-hmm. I laughed. And, and Edna is a source of one of them. I, so, <laughs> Marsha did her job. Okay, rest in peace. Um, that so begins with a retro future, uh, not movie, like you know, edutainment type thing um, about travel. It's really a this is a like parody thing about the car industry, uh, basically. Um, oh yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't. It's me. It's it's kind of just an empty thing to fill the episode with. There's a lot of it in this. Uh, there's a lot of filler in this episode. Um, and I, that's, this is where Matt, where I go, it's the fill, this filler, empty, meaningless filler is better than last week's Drek. Last week, well, that's true. Last week didn't have a lot of filler. Most of the, ep- the episode was about one single thing. It was just all terrible. This, almost all of this is kind of just empty filler, sort of related to Bart. And I guess that that's how you can skate by with it because it's about the classroom. It's about Bart. And this episode becomes sort of a Bart episode. Not really, but sort of. Um, we see the class uh, had an assignment, homework about uh, Hopi Pueblos. They had to build one, a little scale model of one. We see uh, um, Martin's. It's very good, obviously. All the kids do do have them. Bart didn't do it, though. And he tries to assemble one at the last last possible second. Krabappel's upset about this and sends home a letter. And this takes forever. <laughs> this takes forever. Uh, th- that, again, more filler. This, there's no... You don't need any of this because nothing... And it nothing really changes 
uh, about this plot and it's not adding a lot of content, a lot of humor because we have Martin delivering a letter to the school post office, I guess. We have Bart hitting an alarm, fire alarm to try and stop it. We have, then we have, and he fails. So the letter goes out. And then Bart stays home, plays uh, plays hooky, fakes being sick, so he can, again, prevent the letter from getting delivered to his parents. It fails. Then why is it here? Yep. Why? Like, it could just easily be letter delivered to parents. We get to the plot faster. We have more time. But that's the, the, the kicker, right? They don't want more time. They want less time to fill. So they fill this time with this stuff. Um We'll, we're going to cut right to the quick. This is I'm going to make this very clear. This clip I'm about to play is five minutes into this episode. Five. Five minutes into this episode, we get the plot kicking off. Uh, this is where Homer comes home just in time for the mail and to find this letter for, that is about Bart. What's this? What the? You're a month behind on homework? I tried really hard to stop you from finding out. Does that help? A little! These are Bart's uncompleted homework assignments for the last month. Worksheets, problem sets, book reports, math jumbles, dioramas, topic sentences, conclusions, bibliographies, synonyms, mean the same, define alikes, word twins, and one Thanksgiving hand turkey. One month? That's a heavy workload for a fourth grader. I say this boy needs more homework. I don't have to do it with him, do I? No. Pile it on. I want him to be Korean by the time he's done. Get a little bit of a racist joke there. That's great. <sighs> it's that's it though, Matt. Here, that's all we got. That's the that's the, the that's the extent of thank goodness problematic stuff in this episode. Which after again after last week, very low bar to clear, but it manages. Um, now, Matt, I'm gonna walk you through my thought process. Okay, and this is any time any of these episodes we're watching. This is how I think. Right, you watch an episode. I've never seen this episode before. I don't really know what it's about. I take it as it comes, and I, my brain, I can't help but do this. I immediately, as when I see this, I'm like, okay, this is the story, right? And as it, we as we get through this first act, it's laying out what the story of this episode will be, right? And I, my brain immediately goes to it lays basically lays a track for me where I go, oh, this is what the things I expect to the the kind of basic idea of what this plot turn can turn out to be right and it's laying out this it's laying out this very simple construction of bart gets in trouble he's on doing his homework and homer and marge differ on why why it's a problem homer thinks it's a problem because bart isn't doing it and he needs even more because it doesn't matter if he likes it or not or if it's constructive it's what you're supposed to do and it keeps him busy out of trouble marge on the other hand is the other tact where she thinks he's in fourth grade. Why does he have this much homework and it's going to sour him on education in general? We want him to want to go to school. We want him to want to learn things because that's more important in the long run than if he's busy tonight doing homework instead of getting into trouble with Millhouse or whatever. And I lay it in my mind. I lay a track. I go, I think, what is the logical way you end, you run this storyline go through? Well, you have Homer and Marge obviously disagree on this. Bart is there suffering the entire time. And we get kind of both sides of this story. Why Homer has, maybe Homer's argument has some reason, reasoning behind it. And it's not necessarily wrong. And Marge is the same thing. Has reasoning behind it. Not necessarily wrong. 
And I think, oh, at the end of this, I don't know. I can't, I'm not going to worry about the middle too much. I think in the end, Homer and Marge will do something and, or Bart, Bart maybe even, will do something that makes them settle their differences and makes them realize that maybe a compromise is the right thing to do. Right? That's reasonable. That's what my brain does every time I watch one of these episodes. And then inevitably, it goes off the rails. Which is what this episode does. Because <laughs> uh, that's not what happens, Matt. What I just laid out in my mind. It kind of starts that way. Kind of starts that way. And it's better than last week. Because here, I'll say this. This is a... These are human problems that the family are dealing with. Right? It's not about trying to dig up the history of sla- your your life as a slave owner or whatever the hell last week's episode was about. It's about Bart getting into trouble, which, hey, that's tried and true Simpsons formula. Homer and Marge disagreeing. Another tried and true Simpsons formula. And it's about homework and how they raise their son. Human problems. I can recognize that. So I, they get points just for that. But. Oh, God. Okay. So they disagree, Matt. Homer and Marge disagree. Bart doesn't want to do homework. Bart wants to watch TV. Homer and and Homer is uh, uh, upset that he's not doing homework. Marge is empathizing with Bart and his problems about wanting to want to do this. And they are starting to kind of be at odds of this. You start to see this this argument building, and Bart learns how to take advantage. Hey, Lise, Mom and Dad just told me two different things. How is that possible? Well, sometimes people who agree on most things have one issue that they disagree strongly about. In politics, it's called a wedge issue, like illegal immigration or gay marriage. Wait a minute. Can I play them against each other so I don't have to do any homework at all? You would mess up Mom and Dad's marriage just to get out of doing some homework? Hey, hey, I would end all life on this planet just to get out of doing fractions. Fractions aren't that hard. You just have to find a common denominator. For example, one-half plus one-third equals three... End all life on this planet! You'll need to know fractions to make that explosion! I don't care! How do you feel about Lisa in this, man? Oh, sorry. Uh, I like Lisa uh, quite a bit. Normally, this she's used very sparingly, uh, but she's basically just moved, used to move the plot forward. That's basically it. I don't mind it. Um, it's largely the only way we get... And like this is how Lisa is used a lot in Bart episodes. She's like an arbiter, right, of his growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how she's used in this. She's basically like, hey... She's more emotionally mature than Bart is, largely. And that is how they use her. And this is kind of like, oh, Bart has grown emotionally because Lisa can see it. And Lisa basically just talks to him about it. And that's not wrong, necessarily. I would say it's used poorly at the end of, uh, towards the end of this episode. We got a commercial, eight minutes and 15 seconds. This first act feels like eternity. It does. And the second act uh, is surprisingly short. It's only about five minutes, uh, which is about right where it should be. Uh, but it also feels quite long. Uh, but we do get a interesting twist in the plot at this point. So Bart, uh, the next day or whenever, we don't know when, pretends to have even more homework to do to get sympathy for Marge. So she sees him in this giant pile of homework. He's groaning and talking about how tired he is. Now he's missing his childhood. Uh, so Marge tells him, yeah, go off and play, do whatever you want. 
the next day at church, Homer and Marge are praying for opposite things. Uh, Marge is praying for Homer to, you know, see her point of view. Homer's saying, oh, I already prayer blocked you. Uh, we get a long itchy and scratchy about house, or, uh, house uh, itchy, uh, trying to solve Scratchy's medical problems. Ma- and eventually Ma- succeeds. Ma- come on. Mouse. What? Mouse MD. Mouse MD. Sorry. Mouse, of course. I don't mind this. This is like, this is itchy and scratchy. This is the filler. This is acceptable filler, okay? This requires creativity. That's and true. You can have one itchy and scratchy and per it's episode. Fun. Yeah. So. Uh, as the episode is ending, uh, Bart or Homer comes in and sees Bart, you know, just watching TV instead of doing his homework and gets very upset. Marge comes by to defend him uh, to the point where they start a, a giant yelling match uh, and that just devolves into Marge and Homer just being excessively angry at each other. Uh, the next day, the family goes to the food court and it just gets worse and worse with Bart prodding. Let's have lunch at Crouching Tiger Hidden Egg Roll. Hmm, no line near the men's room? I see no reason to question your choice. Smooth mom tricking dad into having lunch at the one place that doesn't serve beer. What's up? Then I want to eat at Moe's Express. By express, I mean that you express your anger and hatred. The last time you ate there, you spent three nights in the mall jail. That was last week, and you're still bringing it up. Well, you always miss when you throw your underpants at the hamper. Well, how can I ever hit the hamper if you don't let me practice? You practiced all day on my birthday. Fine, I was going to apologize, but now I'm not going to. You are never going to apologize. I was too. The words were in my brain. You're wrong. And whenever you're wrong, you just spout chipperish. Well, I'm going to tell you what I mean. You know what I'm telling me? I can't take a bird. Congratulations. You're officially a sociopath. Hey, at least I'm on a path. I don't mind if you pee in the shower, but only if you're taking a shower. No freedom. I have no freedom around this house. After sex, I'm not talking to you. Well, then there won't be any sex. You can't sex fire me. I sex quit. I would like to say that I am totally in favor of Marge's only pee in the shower if you're actually taking a shower, but, you know... I think that's a very, very reason. That's a very reasonable request, man. Uh, it is. I, I, I don't necessarily. Here's the thing. I don't necessarily mind the Homer and Marge arguments, right? When mm-hmm. they are not centered around, are they going to break up? That's that it, fair because the people in long-term relationships do fight a lot, so this makes sense. You will have a, if you live with and live with someone or in a long-term relationship with anyone, very rarely do you never have disagreements. You never have arguments. They happen. The whole, the, the part of learning how to be in a relationship with someone is learning how to mitigate and how to keep your, how to keep yourself calm and how not to let yourself get elevated and angry and to settle these differences reasonably and compromise. So I don't, I, I don't mind, like, we are, I'm on the record, I think we are on the record. After the Simpsons movie, they should never, ever, ever do a Homer Marge breakup episode ever again. They should not ever, that their relationship should not be ever on, be never be, a, the, be the stakes of an episode. Oh, they're going to break up. No, that's not, it's, they kind of went as far as they possibly could with the movie I'm fine with them having episodes where they argue and they disagree and they maybe they even get a little mean to each other. That's human. But they go from one extreme to the other in this episode. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's it's uh, it's very it's yeah. not good. It's bad. And well, it's what the, the problem we're going to get to is that this episode has two 
plots that are or has two plots that are kind of merged into one and it's bart's need for attention gets conflated with this whole homer marge argument thing and for some reason the homer marge argument thing is wrapped up by the end of this act and then the following uh two acts i guess are all about um uh, they're all about uh, the, the Bart. Bart wanting attention. So it's like, what is this episode about? Is it one or the other? Because they both have too much time to be like a B plot or be like an inciting incident. So it just it doesn't gel well. It, this is, and that's the thing. I was thank you for bringing that up, Matt, because this is the the override, and this is going to be a theme. Continue on through the Algene years, the latter Algene years, as he settle as they as the shows people complain settles into kind of that. A more dull, boring show, less manic and crazy than the teen years makes more somewhat more sense, um, but it sacrifices some of that energy. And the the main complaint about a lot of these years is one, it's not very funny, and two, they the show loves to have an episode be about two, three, four different things, and never unifies anything. There's no unifying concept. There's no themes and any like this episode is just, it typifies that when you're making something, a narrative, you have to decide what it's about. This is not something that just happens. People who tell you that, Oh, you just write a story and then it decides what it's about. Kind of, but but not at the end. You have to have an idea going in and then let it spring forth from that. And if the, if the, the ideas that spring forth get too far from your original idea, you have to go back and revise it. So it's about this new idea and it makes sense. You, you make it so that it, by the end, it's about a single thing. It's one thing. This is, what is this about? And largely the Simpsons at its best does that. It goes, this episode's about this. You know, if you look back at any of the great episodes, they're about a single idea. And yeah, there are B-plots and, you know, jokes and all the things that are differing from that necessarily, that main idea. But that main idea is always there. And this is about at least two things. Um, and maybe three or four, depending on how you want to interpret it. Um, and I'm not going to talk about it forever because I could. But hey, guys, decide what your, your episode's about. That's really what I would say. Hey, decide what this episode's about. They never do. <sighs> Unfortunately. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so the next day, uh, they fight to stay mad. Homer and Marge are brushing their teeth at the same sink, and they, you see their internal monologues. And they are just super into the, the keeping this going. Neither of them wants this fight to end for some reason. Uh, Marge goes and I, hey, consults. Matt, here, I'll just say this. This part, I don't mind any of this either. This part right here, I don't mind any of this because this is still human, right? These are human behaviors of like true, and true. I don't I don't read it necessarily. I don't read it as them trying to like wanting to keep this argument going. I see it as them understanding that what they were doing that this argument is stupid, and that them being mean to each other is pointless and empty. But if they both either of them acknowledge it, it'll make them feel bad. It'll make them feel guilty. So they want if they still if they stay angry, they won't. They don't have to acknowledge that guilt. They don't have to acknowledge the shame they'll feel. And I think that's reasonable. It's a little exaggerated, but it's 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 narrative. It's it's The Simpsons. It's allowed to be a little exaggerated. I don't I don't mind any that's of this fair. honestly. But again, it, there's no. Okay, please continue. I'm sorry. Yep. So. 
Uh, Marge goes and consults Ned and basically talks to him about how much uh, this all is, is all Homer's fault. Meanwhile, Homer is sleeping at work and has a dream about Marge dying and realizes, oh, I don't, I don't want to die with Marge being upset with me. So he rushes home to apologize. Meanwhile, Marge is listening to Patty and Selma uh, do their usual anti-Homer shtick and realizes that, oh, I don't want to be like them. I truly love Homer. This fight is silly. And she wants to apologize. And they both get in their cars and drive until they see each other and they get out of their cars and they immediately apologize. And okay, this is great. But why is it happening at the end of act two? What's what's going on? Like, is this the plot of the episode or is it about Bart? Because it, it, this doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, but that is uh, not germane to what's going on because we go to a commercial. Yes. And this is where the episode like falls apart, Matt. Like I can't exactly it falls apart like they like it's not i bad like it's not crazy that oh they they can get they apologize and get back together you would think there would be things that happen after this that are them addressing part right that it is them getting and at this point you're like homer and marge at this point uh (laughs) just be like everything in this up to this point you don't necessarily agree with Homer and Marge's behavior, but you recognize it as human and you recognize it as like you empathize. We're like, Oh, they're upset and they're, they're angry at each other uh, because they care about Bart and they care about how he, how, you know, how he behaves in school and how he does his homework. They do this. They say these things because they care. If they didn't care, they wouldn't do anything. And for some reason, instead of addressing the thing they're angry about, the rest of this episode makes them just terrible parents. That that's the solution. That's how the Simpsons writing staff <laughs> yep. made. Don't pay attention to your kids' issues. That makes you happy. I, so they come back. From, we come back from commercial thirteen more. Thir- thir- thirteen. Wow, Robbie. Thirteen minutes and forty-seven seconds. And now, and Bart is Bart doesn't know any of this. So he is um, going to try and take advantage of this once again. And then he finds out it's not going to work anymore. Ugh. Awesome breakfast, Marge. Breakfast in bed is so much better than breakfast in a chair. Hmm. I'm gonna go paste your heads back into the family photos. I've got them right here. Dad, I know you're gonna say no, but Mom would say... Whatever, knock yourself out. What do you mean? You may not realize this part, but your mother and I have been fighting about you a lot lately. And I've realized our marriage is more important than your future. From now on, you're on your own. Really? Okay. So, hey, Robbie, it's like you just said. They would, Homer's like, you know what? I'm just going to be a bad parent because I love Marge more than I care about your future. And like, and he just says it. What is going? Like, what is this? Why? Um, and and it doesn't lead to anything. This is and like it is le- left up to Bart to be to understand all of this bart is 10 man like it's the parents job for all of, okay so he goes and they they go with he goes with milhouse and pranks skinner with sugar water uh because the sugar water attracts hummingbirds and they uh attack skinner for the sugar water which i don't necessarily mind as a fun prank um that it's a it is a very funny visual of skinner being attacked by hummingbirds can't argue with that um, but he chases them. He he wants to know who's he. I I think he knows it. Does he know it's Bart? I didn't actually see. No, I don't think he sees who does it. I think he just assumes it's a prankster. So he's chasing them. Skinner, we get Skinner chasing Bart in Millhouse down into an old subway tunnel. It's been overgrown, um, and 
I don't like any of this, Matt. I don't. Why are no, we? No, it's dumb, and it's just it's just to get Bart to a certain place for the plot to make. Well, uh, the, it's to get Bart in a position where he can cause trouble, you know. And yes. what a and it just doesn't make any sense. You're like, I if there was a subway in town, turning it on would not make the town fall apart. Like what? Do, what do you what? Do, like what do they think New York City is? If that's the I mean, maybe Springfield uh, has grown since then, has much heavier. I, I don't know. You're right. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. But sure. Um, they turn on these. these they, they ride an old subway, which I don't buy for a second that Barton Millhouse could get an old, sub, old subway tunnel. Uh, so old no, subway they running. work as is when they have lots of people working on it. Yeah. Them. Two people, two kids could not get that thing working. Again, it's just they're pushing the my suspension of disbelief out the window. Um, it starts causing earthquakes again, ridiculous, absurd. And again, when you make this uh, exaggerated, absurd action, try and be, uh, try and mean something in with like a very minor character thing where it's like, Oh, this is about Bart wanting attention now for some reason, because Homer and Marge are terrible parents. Um, when you push this action to so to such an absurd degree, it makes it less believable. Um, Bart can continue to act out and not because he's not not getting attention, but making it so that he's going to make the town have an earthquake. You're like, what is this? Like, well, is he a supervillain? Was he Hank Scorpio? So we we uh, we see him cause an earthquake in town. Homer and Marge still don't care. I love watching you knit. It reminds me of watching pictures download on our old dial-up modem. Remember that day we brought it home and it was all... (laughs) 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 Oh my God, honey. We're having a real conversation. Yeah. Oh, you won't believe how I got home. Don't know, don't care. You don't even want to know if I have anything to do with this mysterious seismic activity of late? Nope. I'm saving my yelling for where it gets some good. Lisa, you're a wonderful child! Keep up the good work! Thanks, Dad. But you're so loud, it's hurting my ears. Sorry! (sighs) Homer and Marge at this point are... Barely human, and this is the thing. Like, I how I, I again, I use that word again. Um, they feel human in those first couple acts, and here now they feel like villains in a Disney Channel movie, <laughs> yeah. And you're like, well, why? Like, why all of a sudden? Like, this is the solution. The solution is for them not to try and figure, like, work with Bart to try and find a solution to his homework problem. Like, it could even, like, again. It doesn't necessarily, their problems don't need to be the whole episode. If you want to spin it back into Bart, you can, but making them terrible parents is not the answer. So Bart desperately wants this attention. He doesn't really understand that. He doesn't know how to even kind of codify it. Uh, And that's. Yeah, which is what this episode should be about, really, is Bart wanting attention and not understanding how to get it. And. And that, if you pair that with Homer and Marge's relationship stuff, that could work. It's like this weird, complicated situation, which can be with families. You can make it work. But, and then like this scene here, actually, where Bart goes to Nelson um, is pretty good because it doesn't, because uh, Nelson obviously is the other side of the coin where 
you know, Bart doesn't feel the same way doing these pranks because it's not getting him attention, honestly. And that's what Nelson kind of tells him. It's like, you're not going far enough. You got to make your parents mad. Or, and that's why you're not feeling the same way because it's, and, it, and Bart and Nelson, it's communicated basically to us. It's because he's getting more attention. Um, and Bart has a plan. Bart is going to use the old subway to knock the school down. He's going to make a big earthquake that's going to shake the school apart. And that is the key. He's going to make Marge and Homer so angry that they'll notice him. Um, At the same time, Marge and Homer learn about Bart's plans through a mysterious letter. Mom and Dad, Bart is going to use the old subway to destroy Springfield Elementary. And there's a map of the subway system attached. Homer, we've got to stop him. But Marge, I thought we were chilling out for the sake of our marriage. We're going to have to be good parents to our son and work twice as hard on our marriage. Fine, I'll do both at once. We should both take a role in vacation planning. I... I, I I I think this is supposed to be a hey Lisa is telling on Bart kind of thing. Yes, but Lisa doesn't know what Bart's doing at this point, so um, it's very obvious Bart left this note himself. I mean, that I don't mind. Again, Matt, it's so clumsy, and the fact that they are Bart, Marge, and Homer are like suddenly have this like, oh, we should do something about Bart, and you're like, what are like wh- again? Why is this devolving into a big action set piece, like? You and why is it so again? We we do this, we talk about this all the time. Why is this so big? Why is we he's gonna shake the school to pieces? That is, and this is how we kind of keep we we pair the action with character, except it doesn't make any sense. We got a commercial 18 minutes and 40 seconds, and thankfully, not a whole heck of a lot goes on in Act Four. Uh, so we get Homer running down to the subway station, which somehow, I guess, Bart left a map uh, to where it is. So Homer is able to find it very easily. Uh, he runs down there. And before Bart can cause too much of an issue, Homer is able to, after poking in the old women's lavatory to find a couch, uh, pull the uh, stop uh, the handle, I guess, <laughs> which I don't know why that's that kind of handle is there. He would have just cut the power. That kind of handle is for an emergency break on the actual thing. Whatever. Point being, Homer is able to stop Bart just in time. You didn't say, and Matt, you didn't say, you didn't say how they represented this. Homer's struggle represented with this lever. Because he has to I squeeze. Left an impression. How could it? He had to squeeze the safety release. To put for the emer- for the emergency break, I and yeah, you're right. Like they just cut a power. You just cut the power, and Homer's probably not capable of learning knowing how to do that. But this is this is a, this is a simple idea that people understand, so I don't mind it. Um, but I do mind the fact that oh, he has to squeeze it really hard because it's old and kind of maybe rust his shut or whatever. And to to do that, he pictures Bart there, uh, and he pictures the handle as Bart's neck. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that now. I ignored that because that's stupid. <sighs> There's only so much stupid I can hold in my mind, Robbie. So that just went right out the window. I'm just, it stood out to me, Matt. And it's, again, what is that? I don't understand this. Like, that's not, again, that is not what this episode is about. Like, like, you could make an episode about Homer's anger towards his son. They've done that before, multiple times. Uh, Oh, yeah. And that, and you could say that about many things in this episode. They've done all of these things multiple times. Doesn't mean you can't do them again, but 
we're going to compare this to the old episodes. There's a lot of episodes of The Simpsons. When you keep making it, it means we're going to compare them to the ones you've already made. That's the way it works. Um, if you're going to use the same ideas, similar ideas, you need to make them at least be prepared co- for us to coherent compare. and competent. That's all I ask. Honestly, they don't have to be better. They just have to be coherent. Why is, why is this the thing Homer uses? Isn't this supposed to be about Homer becoming a better parent? Why would you, in, why would you then insert? Oh, because it's an easy joke. Oh, got it. Indeed. Uh, so Homer is able to stop Bart just before he would have knocked the school down. Uh, however, the flagpole falls down thanks to Skinner's cheering and actually ends up destroying the school. So the school is destroyed either way. Of course, everyone at this point is very upset with Bart, uh, and it almost seems that that's what Bart wanted. Mister, you are grounded. And no TV. And I'm taking all the exciting colors out of your crayons. And when you're out of my sight, you must constantly Twitter me exactly what you're up to, even though I don't know what Twitter is and have no desire to find out. Oh, you guys are the meanest parents ever. Thank you. Life stinks, huh? Totally. Mom said she was tipped off by a note from me. But you know something? I didn't write this note. (laughs) That's ridiculous. If you didn't write it, who in the world could have? You wanted to get caught. Really? (laughs) How can you be so sure? Elementary, my dear Simpson. Leave it to you to misspell a word you see first thing every morning. But don't worry. Your secret's safe with me. As far as mom and dad know, you're just a soulless little psycho. Thanks, please. Anytime. <laughs> so that's it. That is the end. We get no reveal into why Bart constantly wants attention. No exploration of that whatsoever. But apparently that was what this episode was about. It wasn't the Homer Marge fighting. Uh, I'm so... Con- I'm well, So Bart... This episode, okay, but this episode is about Bart's homework, Matt. What? What? Why is it about? <laughs> it's a, at one point it was, yeah, and but now it's about him destroying the school with a subway. Well, and Homer and Marge are both angry at him, and then it's about oh, Bart actually wanted them to be angry at him, so he wins. But I guess that's uh, this episode's. It's better than last week. Indeed. It has a couple laughs. I laughed a couple times. Uh, once at Edna, I believe once at Skinner getting poked by hummingbirds. Because of the, it's a very silly, fun <laughs> visual. Um, large, but the last half of this episode falls apart. Um, it Homer and Marge seem human for a while. And then everyone just falls. It goes off the rails. It feels discombobulated disorganized and it's not about anything it just becomes a bunch of random stuff happening by the end um which is typical for i see feel like season 21 and uh, the, the only bright shining light matt is it made me laugh twice and i it's better than last week's episode but last week's episode is one of the worst episodes of the simpsons so far so it's not saying much uh we'll rank it at the end of the show robbie is this episode broken Yes, Matt. I think so. I think yes. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix, quick fix. Ah. I think it's a close call. If it had a somewhat more coherence towards the end, I'd probably would just let it slide. 
Well, yeah, because yeah. if it had a somewhat more coherent plot, it would just be like the same thing we saw multiple times in the golden years done better. And we've seen lots of episodes like that that haven't been broken. But this episode's incoherency, the the jumbledness of the plot is what makes it broken. The jumbledness of the theme. Like, there's just, it, what, like, what is this episode about? Like, what, like, decide. And you, and the fact that it's like, I, ne- like, it's not, again, it's not like you can see exactly what, what are the plots here? What do they have to choose from? If this is what we're going with, it's about Bart getting in trouble, Homer and Marge arguing about it, getting into arguments, and Bart using that for his own gains. I, I think that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly cromulent for a foundation of an episode. I think ultimately you this is my fix, my my solution. Cause this isn't one like last week you want to nuke it from orbit. I can you can fix this. It's not that hard. That's the thing to me. That's that's what's so crazy about me about this, Matt. It's like to revise this, I can you can do it in your head. It's not that much work. It's not like you need to get pencils and papers, do like a, a Charlie Day, you know, a cork board with yarn. You, <laughs> you just you don't need that. You just say, Okay, well, there's a lot of filler. Let's be real. The Simpsons writers have to have that at some point, or had to have had that at some point, but not anymore. They got rid of that. Oh yeah. Well, you would just have the, basically the same layout. Like, oh yeah, Bart gets in trouble. That's fine. Bart gets in trouble. Oh, and Homer and Marge learn about it. We have the prerequisite meeting with Skinner, which they don't do, which is weird to me as well. Um, instead of instead of this all this nonsense with a letter. You have a meeting. Just do the meeting with Skinner. It's like so simple. And you jumped straight to it. You don't need all that letter nonsense. It gives you more time to flesh out these stories. Um, You have Homer and Marge come at heads about how to fix this. Right. And you start it the same way with Bart kind of taking advantage of them being in, in arguments and using that to do what he wants. You can still bring in Lisa as kind of the voice of reason uh, uh, and say like, Bart, you're, I, I know that you want to be able to do what you want, but you need to pay attention and see what you're doing to Mar- to our parents' relationship. Like you're, you are putting a wedge between them and that's bad. And Bart starts to feel guilty. Uh, he helps bring them back together and you end the episode with them coming to a compromise about Bart's homework. And maybe that, that compromises Homer doing homework with Bart. Like Marge saying, oh, well, what's what we can maybe they can maybe comp- reach a compromise with with Krabappel and they, they have a meeting with her. And she says and they say, like, we don't know if Bart can do all this. And Krabappel's like, you know what? I don't really want to grade all of it either. Uh, you, he can do half. Right. Or something along those lines. Like it's you can make some jokes in there. And that's how the episode ends. Like it doesn't have to be some big and or like. If you want to start, you do want to have something in the beginning at the end to circle back around. You have a big project that Bart has to work toward, right? And it like his report and Bart gets an F. Something right. along those lines. And Homer and Homer and Marge help him with this report and the and he needs to get a good grade or he's gonna fail or something. Like you can use that same conceit. And he ends up doing well. And that's it. Like it's it doesn't have to be like, why is there a subway in this? Why is there an abandoned subway? Like, it's just craziness to me. Um, yeah. It doesn't... And then, like, that's one way to do it. You could do the same story a thousand different ways. All you have to do is just decide what it's about and do it, and not... You could do basically this same thing they do, except have Homer and Marge, after they make up, 
come to that compromise about Bart and work with Bart and Bart maybe wrinkles against it. And then they, because they're working together, Bart's tactics don't work anymore. But again, I feel like that's a little dismissive of Bart's kind of independence, whatever. I don't know. It it doesn't, it's not like, it's not, it's not that hard. You don't have to be a brain genius. Nope. Don't have to be a brain genius. You don't have to be a rocket surgeon. Um, That's it for fix the steps. We can move on. I'm ready. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for comes from news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments the News Group is where I ask our patrons over there on patreon.com slash The Simpson Show to leave their thoughts, their feelings, their review for an episode. I read them on the air. First from Tim. Postcards from the Wedge following the color yellow brings up the age-old question. Is it better for The Simpsons to solve racism badly, or is it better to radly, rather blandly rehash something done many times before? I suppose the answer is generally the latter, and this episode more or less stumbles its way to having at least a small amount of spice. First is the 60s film of the future, which the writers can't stop beating us over the head about how wrong they were. The other is Homer's declaration that he doesn't understand Twitter and doesn't plan to. I was going to say, this is also, we got to mention a Twitter, Matt. Oh, that's right. Yeah. There we go. Um, first case, first time. Yes, it's a case of blind squirrel finding a nut, but it's enough to lift us to number 385, not canon. It would be fixed if the plot perhaps centered around Bart's hijinks and hiding the parental notice. Not sure how they stretch that to 22 minutes, but I'd have to do better than another Homer versus Marge battle. Next from Everett. Post from the Wedge lived up to my low expectations of being one of the all too common retreads that are that are too common in these latter seasons. It's disjointed and the characters didn't seem real. I lost all emotional connection. Did enjoy the prayer block that Homer that Homer put on Marge, even though it seemed like something my ten year old brother would do. Yeah. I mean it's it's how they write. I mean Homer is not rational even at his best, and when he's upset, he's less <laughs> rational. So maybe I don't I don't that's not too bad to me. Um from JJ, it was better than the last few episodes last few episodes i'll give it that they felt like they made the plot up as they went along as if as if this were 20 minutes of improv most has the same problem as all hd episodes it just wasn't funny i like the idea of examining how bart causes pranks because he wants to get in trouble even though the golden years stressed that point several times it did better most of the episodes filled with pointless homer and marge bickering also homer was pretty annoying in this resounding meh uh, from Tauschen, every problem in this episode stems from the fact that it is itchy and scratchy the movie, with Homer and Marge's roles reversed. We as the audience go into the episode knowing that there is one and only solution to the problem, yet the writers go through all the usual scenarios to trick us into believing that Marge is not the one in the wrong. The plot of the episode is about Bart, Bart pitting his parents against each other, but once again, this only happens because Marge refuses to make Bart do his work. She's not trying to get Homer to calm down or being too lenient like Homer was in the original. She's obsessively spoiling him. They turned the episode into another marriage crisis and surprisingly have Marge admit that she was wrong. Then fighting wasn't the point of the episode. Marge just goes from pretending spoiling Bart is good for him to actively refusing to be a parent. She needs to be called out for something, just not wanting to be the bad guy, blah, blah, blah. What makes this worse is that the episode itself states why Bart is doing what he's doing, what the result of Homer and Marge's neglect would be. Which, incidentally, is the same thing stated every time his antics are looked at seriously. You used to think that the joke about the characters pointing out what they were doing is wrong or doesn't make sense was the writers trying to be clever. Now I feel that it is a result of less collaboration. They write their separate parts, then bring them together when it's due. It's not, it's not an unbelievable idea that we just get yeah. someone writing an act. and Like, oh, you need to write an act where they get back together. Okay. Uh, from Dara. Nelson is the best part of this episode. Well, not as bad as last week or a couple others this season. I still had issues as, as it seemed like a good premise could have come from this episode. But instead, we're giving nothing. I'll go 10th best episode of season 21. Also, Bart not knowing there's a subway system? It's talked about in the opening. 
although I guess that tracks for Bart's attention in school. Finally, from Derek, I kind of like the simple, seemingly down-to-earth story. They really don't seem to know where to go with this and just fall back on nonsense like the underground train set piece. It's got that familiar bland taste of season 21 episodes, very light on laughs, and I did find my attention drifting, but not to the same degree as during its loathsome, loathsome brethren words. There's not much to say about this one. You could say that it gets a pass because it's so unremarkable. To me, though, the forgettable menace is really meh-ness, is really killing a show. Simpsons was never boring, never just filler to pat out a mandatory 20-plus episode season order. Every episode was jam-packed. Every frame was filled with visual gags. No way in hell would the animation of season six let those repeated shots of Bart sitting at his desk go by with his big school books with just maths, science, history written on them. Come on. Lazy. There's no effort put into these. They couldn't care less. Hey, they filled a contractually obligated amount of episodes that season. Give <laughs> Clap. That's all that matters. That's how they get paid. Clap. Come on, guys. Clap. That's it for reviews. Thank you, guys. Thanks, everyone, for leaving. I shouldn't say guys. Thanks, y'all, for leaving review. If you'd like to join our cavalcade of calamity, our parade of pain, support us on Patreon at any level. You can leave a review. Next up, it is time, once again, for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow? is gonna give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow? Our listener question of the week this week is what episode of The Simpsons have you seen the most? Matt, take it away. Alright, first up from Everett. The episode I have seen the most has to be Lisa's Substitute. It's such a heartwarming, feel-good episode that every time I'm feeling bad, I can watch it, and it always makes me feel better. Uh, from Timothy. So hard to narrow down, especially because seasons one and two were on nonstop replay at our dive college punk house in 1991, but probably Bart versus Australia. They're not objectively the best episode. It's my favorite and was an absurdly heavy rotation during the syndication era. Number two's got to be last exit to Springfield. Keep on chugging through 21 or 22, whatever season you're stuck in. That last one. Whew. Thank you, Timothy. Uh, from Aaron, the answer used to be Treehouse 2 and New Kid on the Block because I had those recorded on a tape during the 90s. But since the pandemic started, I have watched Home of the Clown dozens of times. I mean, that's a good way to spend your pandemic. Uh, from Ripley, likely it's one of the Christmas episodes, Simpsons rushing on an open fire or Marge being not proud in particular, or the Treehouse of Horror since I watch them all every year. Lisa's Substitute and Inti and Scratchy Land probably give them a run for their money. Uh, from Andy, from when the Simpsons were good, it's Marge versus the monorail and he only moved twice, and from the later seasons, a totally fun thing that Bart will never do again. Uh, from Alex, Homer's Enemy, good choice. Uh, from Matt, it's a toss-up between a Maggie Makes Three, Summer of Four Foot Two, or You Only Move Twice. A lot of repeats in here. Uh, from Tim, easily Marge versus the monorail, primarily because it also happens to be my favorite episode and hence find myself watching it on DVD many times. It truly is The Simpsons at its best. No come down, a story that flows well even if one could find plot holes if they so desired. The plot is packed both with jokes and serious commentary so no one can watch it eight times and come away with eight different experiences. So one can watch it eight times and come away with eight different experiences. There's even a random literally Lumpkin appearance that didn't suggest, hey, look at the earlier season reference we just made. <laughs> Uh, from Dara, this is tough, as Treehouse of Horror 5, Last Hits to Springfield, and You Only Move Twice are my immediate thoughts. But much of this may have both of you, I think, all singing, all dancing is my most watched episode. Hey, I love that episode. Come on, Dara. I love the Golden Years songs, and the clip shows some of the greatest ones. It's just a thing to make me happy. Plus, the underrated song, Gonna Paint Our Wagon, is a banger. Am I allowed to post a... <laughs> I actually came across Gonna Paint Our Wagon the other day, the original one. Uh, not the song, but the um, Paint Your Wagon, the original movie. And I just thought, wow, I would have thought this was a joke if it wasn't for The Simpsons. 
uh, from Derek. It's difficult because I would collect the DVDs when they were coming out as a kid and would watch them over and over and over again. But I do remember at least the Iconoclast got repeated heavily on TV and would drive me nuts because obviously as a child I didn't get The Simpsons and how it would always subvert tropes and the like. I just took the story at face value and just felt so frustrated that at least it never got to be vindicated in the end. Now I think of it as the perfect ending. Also, Bloody Season 15's Fat and the Furious was another one that repeated ad nauseum. I actually remember one day it was on Sky 1 and Jennifer would always play The Simpsons at the same time. So I was like, for God's sake, it's this one again. And my uncle said, sure, see what, what is on Channel 4. And I said, half jokingly, how much do you bet it's the same episode? And lo and behold, it was. I've seen Homer's disturbing relationship with that sugar ball more times than you'd think was humanly possible since I was eight. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that happens a lot. Uh, next up from at Ciliotto. Homer at the bat by a wide margin. When I was younger, it was the first show on a VHS tape I used to watch off um, as a wee lad. Still one of my favorites today. Uh, from Matt D. Jacobson and Maggie Makes Three. It's an episode I can watch no matter how I'm feeling, and I know I will get something from it. Knowing that Homer sacrifices his dream job so the family can even li- uh, live, even if it means being at the power plant, is what it always it's what it cost always hits home. Do it for her. Uh, from at MF Cannon, my most watched episodes are Homer's Enemy and surprisingly Trios of Horror 33. I love the season's Trios of Horror and I'm not excited to endure Sky Police, a therapist trying to kill Bart and old people's eyes falling out. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, from at Mike Lackby, Homer at the Bat and Cape Fear. Uh, from at Wastecast, if it isn't Trios of Horror 5, then I have to guess it's probably Marge versus the Monorail. Not my favorite episode, still great, but whenever I think of the song, I gotta put the episode on. <laughs> Uh, and finally, from at Hippie 200, I think you only moved twice because we had that on VHS when I was little, and I've always loved the episode so much that I rewatch it all the time. Robbie, what is yours? Um, I it's really hard for me to know. Like, I try and like what I rem- my memory is. Um, obviously, I had I think I've said this multi- many many times, but we had uh, separate vocations, Homer defined. And I think Homer at the Bat on the VHS tape. So we watched those many times as a child. Um, I think if you were looking like post, you know, post being a kid, um, it's probably you only moved twice because it's just so funny. And uh, in DVD era, basically, I wore it out. I watched You Only Move Twice a lot. So I probably would. It's it's somewhere in one of those episodes, one of those four. Um, you know, I they're all great. So that's the answer. I don't really know for sure. Um, I wish I, you know, if I could look one, if I could look back and see how much time I've spent watching the Simpsons in my life, I'd probably look at that number and go, Ooh, yeah, that'd be rough. That's a lot of hours, <laughs> huh, Robbie? Maybe you could have been productive. Um, but I don't know for sure. Matt, what is your answer? Uh, it's tough. Like everyone else, I, I have no clue. Uh, but you only move twice and Marge versus the monorail. Also, Cape Fear are really up there. For some reason, whatever I watched Simpsons reruns in the 90s, those three episodes were seemed to be there more than the rest. Not sure why. Uh, also, Homer versus Lisa in the Eighth Commandment, uh, but, you know, blows up the one. So it's it's a lot. But I would probably say Marge versus the monorail is the most popular one. Strange how all these great episodes are the ones that people have watched the most. Um, Weird. Next week's, next week's question, related question. Not the same question, but related. What is your go-to comfort Simpsons episode? You're feeling down in the dumps. You had a bad day. You want to just relax and enjoy a Simpsons episode to kind of and appreciate the fact that it's one maybe you have seen the most, or it's just one that one makes you feel the best. What is that episode I'll post this question on all our social media, Twitter, at Simpsons Show Pod. You can email us at SimpsonsShowPod at gmail.com. And finally, I post this question on our Patreon, patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. 
It is time now, once again, for the new Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean, S-M-A-R-R-T. The no Google Trivia Challenge, where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, one hard, and try and stump the other. Matt has a four-point lead on me this season. I need to make that up. I need to. I can do it. I just have to be smart, and that's. but that is a problem. I'm not very good at it, uh, being smart, that is. Matt, are you ready for an easy question? If I have to be. In The Crepes of Wrath, what prank leads to Bart being sent to France? Uh, I believe it's a cherry bomb in the toilet. That is correct. All right. All of your questions today are from Secrets of a Successful Marriage. Ooh. Because once again, we're doing Homer and, Mar- Homer and Marge marriage problems, kind of, sort of. Your easy question. In Secrets of a Successful Marriage, who teaches the class how to drive your man wild? How to drive your man wild? It's the last people who should be talking about that. Oh, is it Patty and Selma? You are correct. That's your easy question, man? Jesus. You're killing me. Um, (laughs) You expect me to remember things? Um, Your medium question, Matt. What song does Bart sing as he is driven to the vineyard by Oogalon? I can sing it a little bit. I don't know if I know the names. I have no idea what the song is named. Like I said, I, I, I could hum a little bit, but I, and maybe you know some of the words, but I have no clue. I've never known what it's named. It is Louise by Marie Chevalier. Yeah, that's definitely something I should know that's called out in the episode. Uh-huh. Sure. Sure. I mean, Matt, here, I'm going to, I'm going to probably, I'm going to suppose something to you. Okay. I want you to th- just mm-hmm. see how you feel about it. Uh, it's an idea, uh, an aspect of humans, actually. It's called curiosity where you hear something uh, and you hear a song, let's say, and you go, Oh, what is that song? I know that I, I can, I know what the, I know Bart, the lyrics, Bart sings the lyrics. I could just, you know, now that we have the internet, I can just go and look it up. Robbie, that would require me to be interested in what a song was. And that's just never going to happen. And hence a giant blind spot in all trivia questions. Uh, I wonder why I would poke at that, huh? (laughs) <laughs> fine fine i'm gonna ask you your medium question then mm-hmm. what class does mo teach at the adult learning center oh that is uh it's dancing um it's uh then you hit him with one of these i mean it's it's so meme it's become a meme now it's the next oh, yeah. simpsons meme um you're gonna ask me i need to get this the name correct exactly correct aren't i because that's what you're gonna do to me you are correct <sighs> Are they, would it be break? What they call it? Break dance? I forget what they call it. Is it break dancing? Is it? I would. I'm just gonna say break dancing. Uh, you're you're close, but nowhere anywhere close enough. Uh, it is funk dancing for self defense. Oh, fuck dancing for self defense. I was like, I know it's like, I was like, it's something dancing. It's not like it's. I just went with the generic. Okay, Matt, your hard question. What does the bottle of Chateau Maison say? What does it say? Yeah, like it has Chateau Chateau Masson on it. It has a year, but it has a, a statement in the middle. What does that say? I have no clue. I I try not to watch season one episodes, so I'm not going to waste your time. No clue. You don't watch season one episodes a lot, huh? Weird, it's huh? Interesting that I ask you questions from a season one episode, huh? Uh, uh-huh. It says what actually a lot of bottles of wine uh, end up saying. And it says, Mis en bouteille au chateau. And I apologize for my terrible French accent. Um, but that just basically means made and bottled by uh, the vineyard itself. Okay. Yeah. 
little factoid out there for all you Simpsons fans. Mm-hmm. All right, your hard question, Robbie. Mm-hmm. In Homer's class, four people tell us their problems with relationships. Who are they, and what are their problems? Oh, God almighty. There's no way. Um, I'm, just, I'm just trying to remember the people in the class. Um, Skinner. Is it is that the one where he talks about mother and the pillow? I'm gonna say it's Skinner and his problem with Agnes and a pillow. Um, that's one. Um, is Otto in there? I think Otto's Otto's in there, and Otto has a problem with his girlfriend. Um, and the, I'll say it's related. To, I think it's connected to a, to a guitar. I'm not positive about that because it's Otto, and um, I think that's all I think about with Otto is guitars and weed. Um, the sea captain. Um, his complaint is that, uh, like, I think his girlfriend or something is, can't deal with the fact that he's married to the sea or something like that. Um, or that's, that might just be a joke I wrote in my head, but I'm not positive. And finally, the last one, I'm trying to just remember people in the class would be, I know Dr. Hibbert's in there, other townspeople. Is Lionel Hutt's in there? I don't think so. Uh, I think it's just regular oak. Um, a poo's in there, I think. I'll say it's a poo. Um, and I, I think a girl, a woman he's dating doesn't like the fact that he works 22 hours a day. I don't think that's a real one. I think I made that up. Okay. So you got one person who's there. <laughs> that's not their problem. Good. Excellent. So you have Lionel Hutz. He has a real problem with using women. He moves in and stays till the money is gone and then leaves. You have Grabapel, who's a smart woman who makes bad decisions and immediately gives huts her keys you have Otto, whose high standards made it so no one's good enough for him and you have smithers who is obviously in love with burns although we don't quite go into it that much what episode is where skinner talks is that listen lady where skinner talks about the pillow no that's brad goodman okay he talks to I brad think goodman about the where he attacks the pillow or talks about the pillow no i mean there's an episode i don't know if it's the brad goodman episode but i know that there's an episode oh, where yes the listen lady episode uh it's there to, uh, his day to use the inflatable bath pillow and finds it slashed there we that go. is listen lady. that's okay a lot of episodes where people towns people have very mundane problems um well so i get a point i got well i got auto right yeah that's a point right uh you you did not get his problem so no you don't get a single point not even like a pity point Matt. you can't give me like not a, even a pity point this week sorry robbie <laughs> For someone who doesn't like Taskmaster, Matt, you, you resemble the Taskmaster quite a bit. You're tall. You're mean. That is accurate. Yep, yep, yep. You're British. <laughs> I mean, in terms of background, yes. My, my mom's uh, maiden name uh, evokes the Globe Theater, so yeah. Ooh, well, you guys are getting some secret background information on that now. Um, mm-hmm. That's it for trivia. We both tied today again at 1-1. One, one. We are being so very difficult with each other. This is the way it works now in this part of the season. We both buckle down and start just being mean. It's the only way it works. It's the only way to win, and unfortunately, I'm just too <laughs> stupid to get Matt's questions right. Um, again, Matt, I don't think Matt's questions are difficult. I'm just very dumb. Uh, that's it for trivia. We can move on to our final segment. Segment in every single episode with it's time for best episode ever. Best Episode ever. Best episode ever is the part show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Now, Matt, what do we do with this excessively, incredibly mediocre episode? This is the hard one because it's not like uh, it's it's not like it goes obviously at the bottom. Like, where is this going to go? I don't even know. I mean, I think I I'm I think. Uh, I, 
Let me let me look real fast. I think Tim's prediction this week was number three eighty five, and I think that's close. Um, I think it's better than that, honestly. Not very much better though. Um, I think it is okay. There is Boy Meets Curl. How much better than Boy Meets Curl is this? Let's see. How much higher? I think it's better than Boy Meets Curl, Matt. Okay? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. So it's in like, but I don't think it's that much higher. I think it's like, like, I'm trying to think of what is definitely better from this. I think this is not as good as Homer and Lisa exchange crosswords. I think that episode is better than this one. And that is number 354. So that is, is high. I will it's definitely not higher than that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I'm trying to figure out which one of these I would rather watch again versus not. Uh, I think I'd rather watch this again than mommy beerist. Uh, ugh, Jazzy and the pussycats. <laughs> I think I would rather see Homer's paternity coot than this. A lot of them having trouble remembering what they are, like Fat Man and Little Boy. What, what's that again? Fat Man and Little Boy is I. Now I'm now you got me second guessing myself. I have to actually and like obviously I have to search Fat Man and Little Boy Simpsons so that I don't get. Uh, that's the one where Homer that's Goose Gladwell, um, and Homer making a fission reactor in uh, his basement. Oh, that's that's right. Oh, Goose Gladwell. Um, that one's real bad. It's very bad, but it is also bad in an entertaining, more entertaining way than this one. I will say it is less true, boring. True. I don't know if that's good or not. You know, we're trying to not necessarily like watchability. It's quality. Um, it's and watchability certainly enters into that. There's see Homer run. Um, is see Homer? What's see Homer run, Matt? Isn't that where Homer runs for office? I mean, that's safety salamander. <laughs> yeah, it is safety salamander. Um, it's. I think that's better than I. This is. I think it's controversial. I think that episode's better. It's. It's crazy mm, and stupid. It makes more sense. That's for sure. It's none of these make any sense. I'm gonna make that clear. And just because this is. Well, yeah. I will say that like a lot of these in this area, a lot of these episodes are like really crazy plots. Um, that make no sense. I would take here. I think this is the thing I'm I'm leaning towards more recently. Is like I would rather take a crazy plot that makes no sense versus a boring plot that makes no sense. Right. That's fair. That's fair. And I think half of this is a relatively or not even boring plot, simple plot. I think that's a more fair way to describe it. A simple plot that makes no sense. And the first half of this episode, the simple plot makes some sense. The second half, it makes zero sense. Um. And I think that's where we're at. I think, hmm, I think this is where I'm going to put this, Matt. I'm going to put it right below Sex Pies and Idiot Scrapes and above How the Test Was Won. Uh, yeah, I can get behind that. Um, I think that's, it's, like, it's, it's, it's higher than Four Grey Open and a Manicure and Mommy Beers, but not by much. No, and, and like these episodes are so kind of bland as well. That is very hard to differentiate between them and how you feel. You're just like, it's just, they're all kind of mushy and gray. Like, wh- how do you feel about this pile of mush versus this other pile of mush? I'm like, well, they're both just pile of mushes. Like, I don't know how to, like, this one tastes different, but not necessarily worse. They're just both bad. I don't know. It's, I'm, we're, we're reaching the limits of, like, quantitative speech or qualitative speech. <laughs> it's just not possible to, like, really 
break it down at a certain point. So that is Postcards from the Wedge. I hate the title as well. I hate all these titles. And that's the thing. Another reason I hate all these freaking titles, like all these bland titles, you're like, what's Postcards from the Wedge about? You know, we know that today. And let's say 12 weeks from now, if I ask, if we're going to be looking at this list, I guarantee you, we're going to be looking at this list and we're going to go, what's Postcards from the Wedge about? Because it can't just be a simple title. It can't be Barquette's an Elephant. It has to be Postcards from the Wedge because Lisa offhandedly mentions wedge issues because, despite the fact it has nothing to do with this actual episode. This isn't a politics episode. Okay. Uh, we're not done, though. We're almost done. Almost done, That One more thing to do. One more question to answer. And that question is, do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The I mean, there's really no reason to keep it. We've done this plot before a million times better. Yeah, that's just not. It's not that it's like terrible. It's very mediocre. Um, But why keep it? What does it give us? I mentioned a Twitter. Fire the cannon. (laughs) Goodbye forever. Postcards the wedge. Makes me feel does make me feel better firing the cannon just a little bit every week. Um, we're asking the same question about every episode on this list, and we have have it answered about every episode on this list. And we are number one at twenty six as we work our way down from the top of the list. We are at team or twenty seven. Excuse me, one twenty seven. Team Homer, bowling. I mean, Mr. Burns, yes, it's phenomenal. Fen- wow, Matt. I, that's a, I. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say it's not phenomenal. That's a little, that might be a little excessive. Phenomenal. It's good. It's really good. I enjoyed that episode a lot. I I also enjoyed it a lot. I just, you know what? I try and reserve my, my, my superlatives, you know? And for phenomenal is like top of the top. Okay, fine. It's not phenomenal. It's like the word awesome or, or fantastic. You know, if it's, if it's used in a Marvel comic, it should be for the best of the best. You know, fantastic. Amazing. Uncanny. Well, uh-huh. maybe not uncanny. <laughs> but, yes, of course it stays. Team Homer is really good. It's really funny. Um, and, you know, we get the pin pals. It's, it's, it's a real solid episode. That's where, that's where we're at this list, where all these episodes are like, they're not the best Simpsons episodes. I mean, sort of some, I'm sure it's someone's favorite. But it's still very, very, very good. And very funny. Um, it's Team Homer. You can find this list on our website, which is thesimpsonshow.com, which has links to everything we do online. You know what the internet is, guys. You can do it. Our next episode next week is Stealing First Base, in which Bart falls in love with a girl. Um, but when he kisses her, they, she starts treating Bart poorly. Also, this guest stars sort of Michelle Obama, although Michelle Obama is voiced by Angela Bassett. Wow, what an interesting... <laughs> path that took also sarah silverman plays bart's girlfriend um or at least love interest not really i don't know if these a girl a girlfriend i'm i mean again this is is interesting uh it's not again i at this point matt like it's it's gonna take a while for that the the color yellow to like leave my mind completely because i'm just like i'm like oh it's not you know it's not about slavery it can't be terrible Right, it can. It will just be. If worse, it's mediocre, bland and mediocre sure. mush. That's the worst. 
And that to me is better. I I am fine with it, that. That it be more than an a, an episode that is ostensibly about slaves. Um, I said you can go to our website. You can do that. Um, we are about done. Before we go, you can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman and everywhere online, every social media at Robbie Dorman. Basically, um, if you search my name, you'll find it. Um, if whatever social media you want to use, I'll be there. I. Uh, and everything's on my website, which is, again, is RobbieDorman.com. You can subscribe to my newsletter, RobbieDorman.com slash newsletter. Uh, it's a free newsletter. It comes out once a month. You get two free books, two free e-books just for signing up. Uh, and you get to see all the my new projects, get book recommendations, get lots of good stuff on there. Uh, my, ne- my, my, new- my newest book came out last year. It's called The Other. It's an Exorcist Meets the Notebook about a lifetime of love versus a demon from hell itself. Um, it's really good, and I encourage you to go check it out. It's read for free on Kindle Unlimited. My, I'm finally working on my next book again, so I'm excited I get to be writing again and not just, you know, cleaning grout in my house. <laughs> oh, God. That hurts to even think about, Robbie. Why? I mean, because it changes how people think about your house when they're walking through it and they want to buy it, so you have to clean all the grout. Um, but it's a painful, awful thing. That I would not suggest you do unless you have to, absolutely have to. My my first actual suggestion is do not get a house. Do not buy a house that has white tile throughout most of the Ew, house. Ew, no. Yeah, no. don't do that. Because um, everyone knows when it's dirty. Um, that's it. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that is true. I spend all of my time uh, taking care of kittens. Although at the moment, my last little baby just got adopted. I mean, he was a cloud, not a kitten, but you know, it was close enough. You know, I still got to cuddle him and for some reason the cloud vibrated, but he is now adopted. Uh, so I am just left with that little duck intern who's going to be with us for a while. Uh, but if you'd like to see some adorable, uh, kittens, you can check out kitten turns, K I T T I N T E R N S on Instagram, uh, and see just the most adorable kittens you've ever seen in your life doing all kinds of wacky things with hopefully witty captions underneath most of the time. Uh, but yeah, if you want to adopt these kittens, there's lots of them. Uh, not so much right now, but kitten season is coming up. So check out kitten turns on Instagram and you can see the incredibly cute, the incredible cuteness just explode all over your feed. Matt, you're supposed to keep the cloud. You're supposed to put the cloud aside. I thought I was very clear. <laughs> you set the cloud aside. We'll be there in a month. Mm, and then sorry, we'll... Robbie. Sorry. Yes. It's own little cloud blanket now. That's very it's cute. Cloud on a cloud. That's very cute. Um, that'll do it for us. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And you watch this. Shh.